0: There, what a strike! Wingard the steal, Hawthorne to lead. Yeah. Oh, the lead! Oh, was is there, tidies up, Gunston, to over the top, Biwopolo good hands, shields comes through and no problems at all. Now the long ball, rough head to target, Jones did well, off hands, it comes through Lewis, and he goes! Oh, Brownham sends a and indeed, and Mark will get a shot, don't siren sounds! Siren sounds! Been Hawks been up by five points. It was a tale of two halves in Tassie, the Hawks turning the game on its head to somehow run out five point winners over Carlton. To whom do we owe this most unlikely victory? Liam Shields showed he hadn't missed a beat, Sicily stood up yet again and a little O'Meara magic made all the difference. There's definitely a lot to talk about with this one, so let's get down to business here on the Hawk Talk Podcast, the go-to show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason, and I'm joined by a man who seemed to think it was all over early in the piece, and fair enough, Tiz. That's a nice shove in the back. What, what's that? <laughs> I, well, look, it's on uh, a website you might know, twitter.com, for all to see. It's up there. Uh, you were pretty down on the team, as much as I was, I must oh, admit. Oh, wow.
1: We were very
0: awful. <laughs> It's putting it lightly. We had
1: three blokes trying. Mm-hmm. Two in the back half and one in the centre. Omira, Scrimshaw and Sicily. That's right. They're the yep. only ones exerting themselves on any contests. Mm. And uh, Clarko comes out and says, we did some soul searching
0: at half time and apparently that's all you need. <laughs> well, well, I was going to ask, what exactly sparked the fight back? Uh, that very few Hawks fans actually expected. I know I didn't. And this comes from the coach himself, Alistair Clarkson, as he so rightly put it. In the main break, he said, 15 or 20 minutes of soul-searching occurred, not from me to the players, but more the players themselves, to say they're proud <laughs> men <laughs> who weren't playing to the level that they're usually capable of playing to. Now, Tiz, are we buying any of this? or? Well, I, I doubt it's like the uh,
1: sort of yin and yang soul-searching <laughs> yeah, right. that we might envisage that... Yeah. Uh, these new age guys would be, you know, taking yeah, on.
0: It, it's soul searching in the in the at sense extreme of, volume. Well, yes. it's <laughs> in the sense of where the f- is your soul, basically. <laughs> oh, well, it was. They were very much
1: backward in coming forward that first quarter, mm. and then the second quarter they seemed to be even more lackluster. <laughs> but. I don't, I don't know. It wasn't like they got the wind up from a quarter time. They continued in the same vein. Carlton kicked the next two goals. Oh yeah, it looked like nothing had changed. Clarkson admits that he changed basically nothing in the structures. <laughs> it's a curious tactic, isn't it? Um, it's very strange. He's just put all the
0: emphasis on the lack of effort from the playing group. Does that? Uh, it sort of speaks to that classic Clarko stubbornness of well, I've done my bit, well, so I, it's up to you blokes. I think it just underlines. That they don't listen to us. <laughs> yeah, we that's told what it
1: them, is. don't be complacent and you'll win. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: We even said that. And they were complacent. Yep. Well, it, it's the kind of play that everyone sort of feared well, heading into because a lot, a lot yeah. of Hawks fans feared this was a danger game. And the first and second quarter, you're like, yep, well, this is everything that I was nervous about. Yep.
1: This is North Melbourne all over again from yep. last year. I think it was round five last year, that's round right, six yeah. this year. We hardly turned up. Mm. Now, at the end of that game, Clarko blamed his selections. Right. Um, So, he took it upon himself that it was his fault. Mm. But this time, seeing they won. (laughs) (laughs) He's a genius. Perhaps. (laughs) Yeah. uh, He said that the players did it themselves. So, you see how he's protecting the psyche of the players there? It's interesting. Yeah, I guess. It's interesting from him. But I thought at halftime, looking as slow as we did Mm. and as out-competed in the air as we were, Mm. especially in the forward line that he had got the selections wrong again.
0: Yeah, you tweeted out as much. I remember reading that you felt we lost at the selection table, and I thought, hmm, intriguing. I look forward to picking his brains on that. Well,
1: if you'd watched uh, Morrison the game the day earlier... Yeah, at Box Hill. ...it was quite evident that he was not tired. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. He had a blinder.
1: And he definitely wants back in. He doesn't want to be hanging around at Box Hill City Oval, no matter how well he sees the goals there. <laughs>
0: that's right. Well, we'll get to that recap later. And indeed, the, uh, the recap of our... Slight win over Carlton. We'll just get to some social media stuff first. Now, iTunes, you can rate and review us. Jump on there and rate and review us. Really appreciate it. We're up to 139 ratings, Tiz. Unfortunately, there'll be no segment this week, as no player in Hawthorne's history has played exactly 139 games or kicked exactly 139 goals. And uh, I've got nowhere to go from there, unfortunately. You'd be sad to hear this it It's a real shame. It's a real shame. We've also got Twitter, at HawkTalkPod. Now, we were live-tweeting the game, and there was plenty to talk about with fellow Hawks fans, in both halves, really. Uh, I-, I would say... Uh, the first half, how good Carlton are? <laughs> well, I-, I had to give Carlton credit. I thought they had a sussed perfectly well, and I thought, well, we were trashed. It was... Well,
1: I mean, there were some really bad pieces of play... Where the backmen didn't have any synergy between them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Timmy and Brand and even Stratton looked vulnerable.
0: Yes, that's true. Um, but they pulled that together. And Sisley was magnificent again. He was. We'll get to that. Uh, there, was, there was just plenty to talk about on Twitter. And uh, we love chatting with what? our listeners at Hawk Talk Pod. You can find us on there. Find us on Facebook as well Facebook.com slash Hawk Talk Pod.
1: What about Harry Mackay? Bloody good player.
0: He is a bloody good player. Thank well, goodness Kerno dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well,
1: because uh... they would have had Kerno, um, Mitch McGovern, yeah,
0: and Kaz Bolt. There's a lot of ability and a lot of big bodies there that I don't think we're able to go with. I think Brand... Cruiser was playing below his knees. It's yeah. ridiculous. Brand was on um, Mackay most of the time, wasn't he? Uh, he was on Mackay
1: and uh, Stratton took. Uh, what's his name? Mitch McGowan, I think.
0: Yeah, because I mean, brand the the height differential between even Brandon McKay just was a bit obvious. He's a bit imposing. McKay, he kicks he really well. Like, yeah, I've never seen someone kick
1: that well mm. at uh, in their first game at Tassie. Yeah, he's a uh... odd sort of hoof on it too. It <laughs> didn't didn't sail high. He kept it low. Mm. Yeah, and he's... then bloody Sylvani kicked one out of his ass.
0: Oh yeah, that was a given, wasn't it? <sighs> anyway, you're still frustrated, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Mo- mostly because it doesn't feel like we won. Is that it? Because that's the feeling I have. I feel I, like we dodged a bullet. It's like the most wonderful victory, though. It is. It is a wonderful
1: form of victory to be five <laughs> goals down, even six, nearly, wasn't it? Mm, well, it was six, I think. It yeah. Was six, and uh, and then they hit the post and take a mark, barely a second or milliseconds <laughs> after the siren. Yeah. From a bloke
0: that's already kicked two from the same position. Would have been really good for uh, Channel 7 to, I don't know, show the umpires or something actually calling full-time just to (laughs) let me know, just to put it beyond a shadow of a doubt that the game was in fact over and it wasn't a mark to Carlton. Because there was a split second. I don't know about everyone else, but there was a split second for me that was like, oh no, oh, they're going to do it. They're really going to pay the mark. Wow. I was very concerned (laughs) for a split second. But uh, no, we came away with... uh, it wasn't really a satisfactory victory. It was, it was relief more for me. No, that's a um, that's a great
1: spiritual victory from the boys. You got to look at, yeah. got to look at the young players who stood up. That's true. And bloody uh, O'Meara was unbelievable. Well, and he... then Liam Shields decided that you know this was he was going to make this
0: game work for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get to Jager first, who was just pure magic. He was irrepressible. His shoulders would ache. After that game, because he carried the team all day, it wasn't just like a little cameo appearance.
1: We're talking Brownlow's here, because very well Mitchell-like. Yeah, it was actually That is
0: a great way of putting it. Uh, it was his arguably his greatest individual game since he arrived at the club. Now, to half time, he was already by some stretch our best player. Uh, he finished with personal best forty two touches, twenty three of those contested, and on top of that, he had nine clearances, six inside fifties, and a goal, and he was involved in. Ten scoring. score chains. Wow. Just ridiculous stats. I mean, what more can the man do? I mean, in, in effect, he won us the game, so he didn't have to do any more. But, uh, I mean, that's just outrageous from one player. So his disposal efficiency is 64%. Not the best. And he made a couple of uh, mistakes. But Yeah, there
1: are a couple of clangers involved. But he's yeah. also taken eight marks mm-hmm. and given one direct assist for goal. Yep. So who gets best on ground?
0: It's a tough one. I'm torn, because I really liked the game of Liam Shields as well. Now, I know Omira got the medal in the end.
1: Shields had 12 touches in that third quarter.
0: Really? There you go. So that's when things really turned around for us. So it's nice to know he figured so prominently in that fight back. He, al- he also
1: gained more metres than Jager. Okay. But uh, look at Bruce. He's got four touches to halftime, and then he gets four in the third and six in the last. Mm. He just decided to turn it on, didn't he?
0: He needed to. He was basically invisible up to a point (laughs) and then uh, he kicked three goals.
1: I love that he can do that, but it also frustrates me.
0: He's been a frustrating player for me this year. Luke Bruce is one of my favourite players of this Hawthorne outfit and he's not had a good season. And it's a tough ask because, I mean, he's coming off an all-Australian season. Same as Gunston. I know Gunston's come in for a bit of flack as well. Uh, we've got super high standards for them in twenty nineteen, and uh, they all—they kind of both look all out of sorts. But at least Bruce was able to do something. He was a—he was a key figure in that fight back in the end. And as
1: for the other score involvements, you got to look at Scully with his seven and Poopolo with seven. Poopolo
0: had seven score involvements. And four, wow! Four assists.
1: Okay. So. He kept going all day, little poppy. Doesn't he? Only had ten touches, but I was going to say it seems like a quiet day for him. But there you go, flew under the radar. He definitely has his has his moments. How good! And uh, what happened in your lounge room when uh, Mitch Lewis decided that he'd put that one through in the last quarter because Jared Ruffhead got airtime <laughs> jumping into Lewis's arms. Did you notice that? I did. I have to go back and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He doesn't leave the ground often, but that was great.
0: (laughs) I was uh, pretty pleased. I think I tweeted... Pretty pleased. I, I, I think I tweeted, and uh, I, this is a direct quote, Ooh, that switched to Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Get very excited about Mitch Lewis here on this podcast. I want to circle back around to Liam Shields because uh, his stats are definitely worth a mention. I mean, 26 touches for Shields at 80.8% disposal efficiency. Just one clanger for the afternoon. Just one mistake. No worries. Uh, seven marks, six clearances, five inside 50s, three goals straight, and a goal assist. And led the team for tackles as well with nine. Did he have nine tackles? Nine tackles. That is ridiculous. He led the his, way.
1: His uh, pressure points must be unbelievable. So he got pressure points of
0: 61, 65. He was just outshadowed by Warpole. That's right. Yep. Wow. Now, we all know that this tackling game is well within Shields' wheelhouse, but you probably don't expect it coming off a hamstring injury. You, you probably think he might just ease back into things, but no, he had a ripper of a game, Shields. Yeah, it didn't seem to bother him, did it? Mind you,
1: there does seem to be a few players that are bothered or hampered by injury running around out there. Smith and Gunners spring to mind. What's wrong with Gunners' kicking style at the moment? In that he can't put through a goal to save himself. Yeah, he seems to lack penetration with his kicks.
0: Yeah. Could be the reason that he is playing off the half-back line. Maybe, maybe. But we seemed very happy to play him up forward at times as well. So, yeah, I I don't really know what's going on with him this season. And as for Smith, Smith doesn't seem particularly effective. He's... He turned it on in the third, got eight touches. Yep, yep. I don't know.
1: And then Henderson had his down game after all those weeks of being sensational. Yeah, I think we can
0: let him off the hook after five straight weeks of being an absolute superstar.
1: But he tried, didn't he? And he backed back into a couple of packs, Hendo. And...
0: Well, well, he did. Because I, I want to give an honourable mention uh, to the trio of Hendo, Smith and Scully. Because I think they all worked hard. None of them were absolutely dismal. I think they all kind of worked to a level together that helped us over the line. I don't think anyone was awful. Can I say workmanlike, that victory? I think so. Because there were
1: no chains where I was like, oh, that was really good.
0: Oh, there was that one, I think at the start of the third, uh, where Carlton just had no answer. We moved, I I think, just uh, uncontested possession to uncontested possession all the way up the field to, I think it might have been Scully in the goal square? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one, the Blues had no answer for that. No team would be able to stop that. So, no, I was pretty pleased with that. Uh, Let's highlight the game of James Sicily as well. Now, he's officially Hawthorne's efficiency king in 2019. I think he's dethroned Blake Hardwick now, officially. (laughs) Uh, 27 touches and 92.6% disposal efficiency on this occasion. Led the field for marks. He brought down 12 for the afternoon. It must be said, Tiz, stood tall at crucial moments as well, right at the end. yeah seven rebound 50s and although
1: he kept kicking it back
0: to him well that, that didn't help it's true <laughs> we we might have played smarter in those closing moments of that game but apparently not uh, sicily had 94% game time as well <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah i guess we learnt from monday that we can't afford to have him on the pine yep pretty much <laughs> <laughs> no, he was uh, he was essential when it mattered most. Uh, some more honourable mentions: Ben McAvoy. I think he uh, he had his work cut out for him with a tough opponent in Cruiser, who I don't normally hold in that high regard. But I thought, Cruiser... oh no, Cruiser's always been pretty much elite when he's not injured. Um, well, maybe that's it. Maybe that's just getting in the way he, for me. He's
1: bloody good. Um, we it? I think we even tried to pull him out of Carlton at one point. Oh, there you go. Um, we promised him that we could get his body right, but apparently it meant nothing to him, so um, <laughs> he went down again. So they were left with one on the bench in that last quarter, yes. which just indicates they're going to be a very good side. I think so. And they're going to yeah. catch a lot of opponents unawares. Mm. Some of their chains were much better than ours.
0: Oh, Carlton... They you know, looked really good. Yeah, Carlton looked pretty good. I, I'm not discrediting We it. made them look good. Well, true. Right. I think it was a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B, personally. But you can't really discredit Carlton in this game. I mean, we only just got over the line. I know, that obviously, they conceded a lot in that third quarter to let us back in, but I don't know. It's As a Carlton fan... They
1: nearly snatched it back.
0: Well, yeah, as a Carlton fan, are you that disappointed? one
1: rotation, <laughs>
0: Well, that's right, but I mean, mate, it's about time we had things go our way in that respect, isn't it? Yeah, it did have a bit of a, a, bit of a feeling like um, the opposite of the St Kilda game, didn't it? That's right, yeah, sort of balancing the karmic scales a bit. <laughs> uh, now, we, uh, we've we mentioned Bruce, obviously. Uh, Warple, I felt, in that third quarter really lifted his work rate, only to be undermined by poor disposal efficiency. Yep. But Getting uh, worse, actually. Yeah, what was he last week?
1: Oh, just from a, not from a statistical point of view, but from watching (laughs) it, I'm just thinking you're wasting the ball a lot now, James. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's a a fair
1: comment, but he's having a crack at least. Oh, yeah. Oh, his development's beautiful,
0: but if he could lower his eyes every now and again. True, true. You could see he was everywhere. He finished with 14 contested possessions. You just want more of them to be... To us, but it is <laughs> it is effective. absolutely ridiculous when I read this out: two touches in the first, four
1: in the second, twelve in the third, and three oh. in the last. Talk about flicking a switch, Nick.
0: Talk, talk about soul searching, Tis. <laughs> uh, now, Impy uh, was much celebrated on Twitter. Uh, a bit of an yeah, oversight of Not mine in at the time. media. No, and and an oversight of the media as well. So I don't feel there too was a bad wonderful intercept off the halfback flanky yes. in that last quarter that was critical. Yep, yeah, he was. Uh, It was good all day, I felt, but he went from dependable to just downright vital. 93% disposal efficiency as well. Uh, And that dash through the middle of the ground was uh, sensational to see. I I was nervous, though. I thought he was going to get caught.
1: Well, he had a few intercept possessions. He had eight intercept possessions, eight contested possessions. He had three intercept marks. This is very good numbers from a half-back player who's who's also design is to... To stop his opponent from scoring, this is a bloke last year whose disposal efficiency we criticised so much that he almost got dropped. True story. Yep, absolutely. That was so definitely a storyline of last completely year. Completely rebounded from that,
0: and he looks like a fantastic recruit. Been a bit of a reinvention of Jarman Impey, really. Is that did did we did well? Did anyone pick that this was going to be his role? Well,
1: I, I think a code has
0: been the making of him. What do you reckon? Let's go with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or wings at the club. One of his best mates. True. They, that could help. That could help. Yeah, well, he, he certainly seems focused and determined for a young man.
0: So I want to take a tweet from uh, Ben now at Hawk Talk Pod. Uh, he won't get many mentions behind the games of Jager Shields, etc. But Tom Scully was huge today. Lots of rewarded and unrewarded running. Loving what I'm seeing. Tiz, how do you think uh, Scully's fitting into the team so far? Well, his contested is
1: eight, and his uncontested is sixteen. His game is the 16, but his commitment is the 8. That's how I'd put that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, of course, we read out before that he had seven score involvements. So mm. this guy, he is a he is a number one pick, mm-hmm. and he's showing us why.
0: Just imagine when it all clicks together and it
1: all starts to work, eh? Yeah, I'm sick of imagining that because...
0: Oh, I'm right there with you. I mean, it's round six. It's just <laughs> been and gone, and I'm getting tired as well. I want to start <laughs> seeing some good Hawthorne play just seems so few and far between right now. But he's
1: dependable. Every time he gets the ball, you know that he's not going to bugger it up. That's true. No. I mean, if Uh, anyone had given you the option a couple of years ago of taking Scully, mm.
0: wow. (laughs) Who would have thought we got rid of Hill, suddenly Scully's on the list? We heard from Justin as well at Hawk Talk Pod. It was a relief to win, but no happiness with it. Carlton had won what? Like four out of 38 games, and we win by the skin of our teeth. For a quarter and a half, we ran and carried the ball, honoured leads, and an open forward line where forwards could find space instead of bombing the ball. Now, uh, this sort of tapped into your frustrations with our forward line, tears. You were very much uh, annoyed with our forward line set up, and I guess the lack of structure or system. Well, I know that Pagan's Paddock is sort of the very very
1: distant past Mm. but my goodness doesn't it work well (laughs) (laughs) or just over the back just having space there yeah makes us look so much more vibrant i mean they can if the players if the defenders are turning their back on the play Mm. to run back with the flight of the ball that's Mm. almost a victory in itself because those young carlton defenders and our defenders, we saw when we turned our back to the ball how bad we were.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. So
1: that's that's half the battle, really. If that happens, you've got a 50-50,
0: I reckon, between scoring or them putting it over the line and you get to reset. I think that is the game plan with our attacks. And I'm not fond of it, I've got to be honest, because I don't think it comes off most of the time. And I think clubs have it figured out. I think Carlton, a few lapses where it worked our way, but I don't think we're going to get away with that trash. We've got to figure out something else because this, this game, I, I sort of get where Justin's coming from because I feel like we dodged a bullet a bit uh, and I'd, I'd be hard-pressed oh. to find any Hawks fans who are over the moon with what they saw. I mean, great effort to get back into it, but, jeez, it was this Carlton, This Carlton aren't the team that you pile-drive
1: into the ground True for the whole game.
0: Not anymore. I miss those guys. I mean, we've got a lot of victories against these fellas. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. So why can't we keep it going? Oh wait, we did. That it, that's the com- <laughs> that's the complacency I'm talking about. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we heard from Rick at Hawk Talk Pod. Is there any chance of us playing for a full four quarters? Playing a bit here and there isn't going to get us anywhere. Or am I being too harsh on our group who are still gelling? We're not a particularly dependable team at Round But he's good six. at that.
1: Did you see him get in the way of a few Cartland players? Seems to, be. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be part of his... That's his MO. Yeah. He Just intercepted a couple of kicks. He also, <laughs> also apparently, Sam Petrowski's seat cannot see when he has the ball. <laughs> he was right in front of him. He handballed straight to Wingard.
0: That was great. Great steal. <laughs> right in the goal square. I could not believe it. I think, at the moment, the problem with Hawthorne, and what's going to be frustrating for supporters as well, is we have a lack of in-game consistency and week-to-week consistency. Those two together, it just spells annoyance and irritation for people I think a
1: lot of people are very, very unimpressed with the lack of what seems to be professionalism on the field. But you've got to Hmm. remember, these boys aren't getting the intelligence from... The uh, the runners, the runners anymore, hmm. or the box, and that's why Clarko was down on the boundary line. But he's having he had no impact there. Yeah, did, he... did you see him elicit any response from the players? No. Um. You want to see him until time. Yeah. Go and sit in the box and actually do your analytics. Work out what the hell's going wrong. I'm not saying he didn't know what wasn't working. No, no. no I'm no. just
0: saying him being on the boundary line wasn't improving the situation. Well, from my perspective. How often have we seen, seen him on the boundary line in the how many years he's been coaching now? I mean... Why change? If it ain't broke, <laughs> get back in the box, mate. That's where you do your best work. We know this. Yeah, you're not good one. Oh, we'll get to him. Uh, there's,
1: there's Apparently, before we get to it, uh, later on, but the rift between McCartney and Goodwin
0: is oh. a thing of beauty, apparently. Oh, we'll get stuck into that. We heard from Nicholas Horsley as well. Uh, at Hawk Talk Pod. we shouldn't undersell the job Dan Howe did on Crips. Liked his game. Now, Tiz, what do you reckon? Well, Dan would have been wondering what was coming his way
1: after he broke one bloke's leg and smashed the jaw of the other guy in the last contest. No repercussions whatsoever, <laughs> as it turns out. <laughs> And uh, he did look a little bit, you
0: know, jumpy at the beginning, but he played mm. very well, I thought. He, had, he got more possessions than Cripps, is that right? No, I don't think so. But he held his own. He got 19 of his own, 78.9% disposal efficiency, eight of those contested. Now, I think Cripps had something like 28, I think his high 20s. But it was it was noticeable that Cripps didn't dominate as you might have expected, so that was a plus. Yeah. So is he back in favour now, Dan Howe? Has he cemented a spot in the 22, you reckon? Yeah, probably. Hmm. He also managed to get a free
1: kick out of Cripps there. That was a very little nuanced. I'm not actually going to pick up the
0: ball here. Take me down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Now I know the one. I was. Struggling for a sec, but now I know exactly the, d- the moment you're talking about. We heard from Carlo as well at Hawk Talk Pod. Let's talk about Chad. Baby. <laughs> Four games into his Hawthorne career. Early days, two games with individual brilliance, two games gone missing. Are we happy with how he's tracking? Is his contribution good enough thus far? Uh, the question is, is he happy? And the answer is no. Now hold the phone. What are you talking about? He's not happy.
1: He doesn't look happy. Based on what? General mannerisms. You right. haven't seen the, the Chad Wingard that you know split uh, Burgoyne down the middle and kicked a goal, have you? Well, Remember I mean, that? Well, it's That's v- absolute bastardry. <laughs>
0: I want to see that, but for us. Well, I think Carlo's right. It is early days. Uh, my personal opinion is it's probably way too early to make a call. Didn't have a pre-season. Well, still getting his fitness up. And, I'm and, actually very surprised with the 84
1: because I didn't think he was out
0: there all that long. No, same. But uh, you've got to look at it, at the broader picture, and that is our forward line has not hit its traps. It's got so much potential in terms of the star power that's out in the park and what it's doing. It's it's an absolute shambles out. It's dysfunctional. So I think that's really obscuring, you know, our potential to see the best that Wingard has to bring. It's he's nowhere near gotten started yet with Hawthorne. I forgot to mention
1: earlier. I did I did actually write this down, but I forgot it. Mm. Uh Liam Shields. Yes. 77% game time. It's basically Ooh. a quarter on the pine.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And he still did what he did. With those numbers, bloody brilliant. But uh, let's get back to Wingard. (laughs) Let's return to our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, Look, as I said, I suspect we're not getting the best out of him. As we're we're struggling to see that with Bruce, Gunston, Poppy. I don't think it's a coincidence that he is in a long line of players that all happen to be, you know, positioned forward that aren't really giving us the output that we're necessarily used to. So I think you can blame the system over the individual at this point.
1: Well, I did like when they pushed him further afield. Mm Mm-hmm. And he he managed to put through a couple of lovely passes and also yes. intercept uh, the attacks from Carlton or the at least the outside fifty ball movement. Mm-hmm. Was um was there any remarks you'd like to make about Mitchell Lewis?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean Lewis Mitchell? Uh, look, um, he didn't set the world on fire or anything, but he was good for a goal, wasn't he? Kicked a lovely goal. Yeah, at a
1: crucial time. So. He had a couple of scoring chains, did he not? Yeah, he was involved in two scoring chains. Yeah. I saw him sort of use his bulk a couple of times, which yeah, is great I, I to liked see. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that. His, uh, his commitment to the contest is something I like. You've got to remember he only had 60% game time. Yep. So he wasn't out there all that much. But when he was there and involved, mm. I like his commitment.
0: Yeah, I, I'd like to echo that. And also, I think he needs more space. He's the most damaging when he's one out and... He's not even had a look at that yet, really, Mitch Lewis. He he seems to have always been in pack marks and he's he's just been crowded the whole time. So I don't know. It plays into that forward structure and our system going forward again. If if they can work that out, I think he'd be very damaging. But uh yeah. Look I mean the same we couldn't see
1: the Twin Towers, Lewis and Nash.
0: Oh, those twin towers. Oh I'm sorry. So <laughs> you're talking about Segler and Nash. <laughs> <Literally>. Yes. <No. laughs> oh, How, what, were you convinced that Nash was going to come back in the team or were you just trolling on Twitter?
1: Well, um, they both travelled. Segler and yeah, Nash both right. yeah. travelled
0: to Tassie. So
1: I more or less assumed that uh, McAvoy was a red Yes, hearing. yeah, we both did. Um, and then neither of them, well, they both get time off this week. Neither of them get any game time, mm. So, which is basically what I thought Nash needed
0: at this point in his career. Mm-hmm. So I thought at least he might have played at Box Hill. Well Nash might get a reprieve this week because we've got at least one spot to fill with oh, uh, this is garbage. James Cousins being suspended. Now we heard from oh. Sam <sighs> Uh, who tweeted, uh, I don't agree with Cousins getting a week, and listeners, he did get a week for that minor indiscretion, if you're just catching up with the news. James Cousins suspended a week, thought it was something in the contest, continues Sam, and or he was trying to protect himself from further contact. And yet we see players using pretty forceful cheap shots way off the ball for a fine. In the AFL, I guess it's who you are and who you know. It's very similar to the Ben Cunnington incident, Mm. which, which he was exonerated from. So Who knew that playing AFL-X would come in handy for Tom Hawkins and Paddy Dangerfield, eh? Is that... What, what do you mean? Well, I mean, Patrick Dangerfield elects to participate it's in afl It's got AFLX. nothing to do with that. He's just wearing the right team colours. Oh, mate. No. You get 50 grand plus perks. <laughs> he's he's done something for the AFL. Perks. And, and they've rewarded him handsomely. I don't think Cunnington played. Well, Cunnington maybe not, but... Well, you've got two pretty significant examples no, that affects no, no. the team on top of the ladder. This reeks of trying to give Melbourne a win. <laughs> oh,
1: They've got 10 days on our, what is it, six? Yeah. They've got 10 days on our six for yeah. recovery. So this comes under the equalisation policy. they got no Viney <laughs> now because the first-year player ran him through. <laughs> what is he, in his fourth game or something, and he takes Viney's AC joint out? I mean, yeah. what is Viney doing? Is anyone actually talking to Viney at that point? He's gathered the ball, running away mm. from the contest. No one's like, heads up, Viney, someone's going to belt you. Then, bam, you've been stacked. <laughs> I mean, it looked great. Oh, yeah. But uh, that there's an image. Have you seen the image with Viney sitting on his ass? Yes. Yeah, middle of it. the G. <laughs> and
0: <laughs> Stack looking over his shoulder at him. <laughs> it, it's, it's ripe for a meme, isn't it? It's a wonderful meme. We'll get some good meme mileage out of that, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Especially this week when we play them. But uh, that, isn't that just indicative of where Melbourne are at? There's no talk to let him know or anything like that. Just vulnerable, I guess you'd call it. The six six
1: six has really damaged Melbourne's game plan. And they're, mm. they're not coping at all.
0: A little surprising that no one in the media picked up that that might be the case. I mean, they all had them pegged as premiership contenders. Well,
1: they sort of mentioned that... Um, Richmond and Melbourne would probably suffer from the
0: 666 by I the way they that, structure up. I remember them saying that about Richmond, but I think most people were pretty high on Melbourne in the pre season. Oh, yeah. They were talking premierships. Yeah. It's just wonderful. Anytime someone mentions the P word at Melbourne, huh. <laughs> let's circle back around to the point now with cousins. Uh, we heard from Nick Rance as well at Hawk Talk Pod. Cousins out for a week. Got to be honest, he was the least likely Hawthorne player I would have seen being suspended this year. But here we are. Who comes in? Oh, that's a that's a wonderful challenge. The least likely to be suspended Hawker. Should we throw that open to the to the people, to the listeners at Hawk Talk Pod? If you've got your nominations, who do you think it would be? Connor Nash. <laughs> Connor Nash.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I would have thought it was someone someone smaller. Who Maybe. would be less likely to... Yeah, yeah, potentially. Because he could, he could just... Yeah, Nash
0: could do some yeah. bash and crash, some yeah. damage. He'd only have to miscalculate and... <laughs> and he hits a pretty high top speed, does it's Connor. It's probably so... Burgoyne, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was Burgoyne. He's a bit of a goody too Way choose. too controlled. Yeah. He'd probably get off. Incredibly disciplined. It would never even come to that. It never even happened. All Poppy, right, well, Poppy's up there as well. Uh, don't tweet in, listeners, about it. <laughs> We've already <laughs> solved A really poor poll. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, now, who comes in, asks Nick Rantz. I don't think we'll uh, challenge Cousins' suspension. I think he might be right. If it were you, though, Tiz, would you challenge the suspension, the one-week suspension that's been handed down? Does it become two? I'm not sure. I'm not actually sure what the case is there. I think that is the penalty, so you probably would not challenge that. From my perspective... Got GWS after Melbourne. Well, that's true. Uh, It's probably a blessing in disguise for Cousins. I mean, he tweaked his ankle yet again on the weekend after sustaining a bit of an injury against the Saints. So uh, I think, you know, as weeks off go, it might come at an appropriate time. So you think he thought, oh, well, got a week off anyway? (laughs) I don't think he thought that. I just think it's uh, surprisingly fortuitous that he might not be playing. Better stimulate
1: this bloke into kicking a...
0: You know, last quarter goal. Mm, maybe reading into it a little bit too much. <laughs> I'm not sure we'll have a problem replacing him either because we've got Burgoyne, speaking of, who's, uh, he must be...
1: Not going to play twos then. Uh, He's one player you're not going to bring... Because you famously said... Yeah, I know what you're doing. through the twos. Yeah, oh, I know. I know what you're doing. I'm going to get you back before the episode's over. You know that, right? <laughs> All right. Well, let's just say this. <laughs> there aren't many tools in Melbourne's forward line. Mm-hmm. Bruce is injured, so he won't be coming in. Mm-hmm. They got that McDonald boy, yep. and then they've got the uh, the bloke that tore us up last year in the finals. What's his name? Weederman. Yes. So, you probably do we retain Timmy?
0: I would say so. Yeah. Okay. At this stage, yeah. I mean, how did you rate his game? Well, okay. Let's get to Twitter with this one. Max Sood at Hook Talk Pod asks Tim O'Brien as a defender, what's your take? And in addition to that, we heard from Darcy. What did you guys think of TOB's performance? Had a turnover which could have been costly if the Carlton finish was better. Besides that, I wasn't that unimpressed with him. Is that good enough, though, to be not that unimpressed? For a defender, you never
1: see them come in and really dominate a game. No, that's true. I thought his timing in the air is excellent. Mm -hmm. I think... Players around him know that he's not so great when the ball comes to ground. Mm-hmm. They, they know what to expect And they right sort now. of freeze a little bit. Yeah. You notice how whenever he seems to handball to someone, they always stop still.
0: Yeah. I do <laughs> notice that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not necessarily
1: his fault that they're still. Mm. It's just that they're waiting for him to finally get it out to them. It's, it's conditioned behaviour. <laughs> it's it's interesting though, and yeah. I think that'll improve as long as they give him a little bit of time there. But I I don't know that they that
0: they will. You think he might miss out for, against Melbourne? Famously, Melbourne's his. That's his big chance. That's when he goes he forward, <laughs> He yeah. impresses most against Melbourne. <laughs> and Carlton. Yeah, that. well, that's right. Uh, he,
1: remember, he, he uh, ripped up Carlton that uh, Eddie had one day, just um, taking everything on the wing.
0: We do forget these things. It was hard to find faults with his game yesterday, though. 16 touches at 81.3% disposal efficiency, and just the one clanger. Granted, it was that big one that... Darcy refers to that could have been very costly. He didn't give away any freeze. He put us inside fifty a couple of times. He led the team for one percenters. Did he? Yep, yeah, with eight. So I mean, in my humble opinion, he was fine. And you have gotta say, Tiz, that's a step up from the total disaster people expect when he's whenever he's selected.
1: Sorry about that, Nick. My phone's just blinged. What's that? Has it? Oh, it's Ben McAvoy on the line. No. <laughs> no. It says here re-signed.
0: Until twenty twenty. All right, but well, there you go. Breaking news on the podcast. That's uh it's good that you had your phone handy. We might have missed that and not <laughs> mentioned it at all. You broke the rules, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I didn't mean to apply that. No, so big boy for another year, that's pretty good. So he joins Ben Stratton in um, <laughs> with one more year. With one more captain. year. Yeah. <laughs> what
1: are in the T and C to make these guys extend for one year at a
0: time? I don't know. It's almost like we're uh saving up for something, Tiz.
1: Yeah. It is interesting. It's very strange. I wonder what it could be.
0: Oh, well, dot, 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 eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we might get an answer to that sooner rather than later. See the end of the year, but... Oh, it might be a mid-season thing. Well, we know by now to trust the behind-the-scenes folk, yeah? We're pretty confident with what the club's doing at this point. Yeah, yeah. We like how they buddy up, you know? They're good. <laughs> oh, not this again. <laughs> Jeez, he might well leave if they continue the way they are, though, <laughs> Sydney. Jeez.
1: Uh, no, Sam Reid. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
1: Don't worry about it, mate. Ugh. He looked great. Apparently, they were training you know, him in, in how to mark the ball during the week and apparently paid dividends.
0: Paid dividends. Where is that clinic? And can Tim O'Brien go? <laughs> Sorry, I just needed <laughs> oh, that's a, a bit I right? needed to seg back to the Tim O'Brien stuff. You I needed didn't, a segue. You I, didn't. I though. did. All right, so far, your your conclusion is that Tim O'Brien's gonna lose his spot this week. I think given the matchups, perhaps he
1: does. Okay. But I'd like to see Hawthorne back him in for another week. Because I think he, he deserved it. You've got to remember how much pressure Tim would have put on himself for that. Match. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. That's his first crack at the seniors
1: for, for uh, a long time. And yeah, he's well gone back to the twos and yep, had probably to re- didn't reinvent himself as a well, defender. He, he probably didn't feel he, he deserved that second year after his form last mm. year. Yep. Uh and he's gone and reinvented himself and done all the hard yards down there. Mm. Well, I don't think he did any harm Having in, in said trying that, to retain his spot. David Mirror did get cited. Yes. So they may need him in Box Hill.
0: Well, that's true. Did did you Because <laughs> how bad would you feel? Well. Hmm. What was Getting that? Getting for? dropped for need at Box Hill level. <laughs> what what was that uh what was that for, the mirror report at Box Hill?
1: Uh, head high contact.
0: Right. The commentators on uh I, I use the term loosely on three W B C uh is that is that the station that we Yeah, yeah. Three W B C ninety four point one the it's... voice of the East. It's hard to know what they take seriously and, and what should be underlined. Is it like a real talking point? Because they didn't seem to make much of the mirror thing.
1: But uh, you're no, right. they said it was the only time it ever been reported ever. Yeah, and that he, it was he's a, been a saint. It was a travesty that anything like that should have occurred to him. A little bit of bias, though, coming from the commentators, though, right? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Oh, they've only voted him for the Anzac medal about 10 years running. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> they love him down there and fair enough too. He's an absolute charismatic, brilliant leader down at yep. down at uh, uh,
0: Box Hill. That is true. So, I mean, O'Brien might have to come back. We we wait to see the oh, outcome of that one. I was being facetious. Oh, well, I don't know. He might He might. They'll play to... Nash at centre-half back and forget about him. <laughs> Oh well, we wait to see what happens with Nash as well. Uh, we heard from Alex again. You'd be pleased to hear. Do you remember Alex? He's uh... who's who's Alex? So he's our favourite international listener. Oh, Surprise! Yeah. Uh, so did Alex, we get, what did we do wrong this week, Alex? No, no, don't, he's gone oh, that, me, mate. how
1: boys? There yeah, we he's, go. He's gone
0: for a bit of Mandarin this week. Me, nee how boys? Amazing how one player, Liam Shields, can positively impact so many other matchups. For example, Omira, Warple, and Howe. Scrimshaw is getting better every week. TOB was solid up back. Does he stay over Nash? Time for Poppy to give some other guys time to develop. Example, Minchington, Ross, Jones, he puts up. So Alex no, has uh, hit us with a few talking points yeah. there. Poppy's work ethic is incredible. I must admit, uh, reviewing this game for myself, I did overlook the Contribution that Puapolo had to our win. I didn't think he was setting the world on fire. I thought he had them jumping, he had them jumping at shadows, Poppy. Mm. Those which is uh, exactly, not exactly that, what he's there for, not that young anymore. But those backmen at Carlton, when is it going to be time to give someone else a go, though? They can't hold oh, his he'll, spot all year, sure. He's getting injured, he's over 30, yeah. So
1: he's going to give someone a look at some point. Minchington kicked a lovely goal from the boundary line mm-hmm. in the box. In the Box Hill, and I think uh, Jones got two, didn't he? Harry Jones kicked two for the day. So Yes, Jones kicked two for the day. Two, ten tackles, 22 touches. Not bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of these kids knocking on the door. Well, that's exactly what we want. Yeah, that's the best position to be in. So let's just review that wonderful Anzac match. Yeah, right, let's get into it. Saturday, 1 o'clock. Fox Hill Hawks, 16-12-108, beat the Coburg Lions, 8-9-57. Uh, Dylan Moore kicked three, Harry Morrison kicked three, Will Golds kick One two. of your boys. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, he, he could be anything. He's got some kind of, um, you know that ability to find space in traffic? Mm, yeah, mm. he's got that. Harry Jones, two. Matt Walker, remember him with the number 33 on his back? I do. He kicked a bicycle goal. Yeah, I saw that. One of his two goals. Yep. get excited about him. Hanrahan was pretty quiet. Taya Miles kicked a goal again. Minchington one for the boundary. And Pitnett, who
0: was best on ground for the day, mm-hmm. he got some ridiculous tally of touches. Yeah, he got 30 touches, 42 hitouts, and received the Gibbs Lions medal for his efforts. That's the uh, the Anzac Day medal for that one. And uh, he's
1: knocking down the door as well. Mhm. Because he's still got... McAvoy and Segler ahead of him. Yep. Very, very long time to be waiting around, isn't it?
0: It is. Do you reckon we'll see him at some point this year? I guess, well, you know, we've got 17 games to play. The, the weight of probability is on his side that he will break into the seniors at some point. Oh, but... well, I think he debuted in 2014, didn't he? Oh, something so like that. It's been round a while. 2
1: 2014 against Geelong, I remember yeah. him running around. Yep. So it has been a long time. Now, I just want to point out that Matthew Walker... Mm-hmm. Uh, 12 disposals 2 goals 3 <laughs> <laughs> Someone likes having a ping
0: <laughs> And you say he wears the uh, number 33 <laughs> for Hawthorne Interesting Now I also want to tell you that Connor
1: Glass has been redeployed mm-hmm. As an inside mint. That's right he has 27 touches 20 of those were kicks Wow okay 4 tackles so uh but I really like the stat that Harry Jones has 10 tackles. So mm, he might get very a look, impressive. He might get a look at the Cousins role against an uh, an all out of sorts Melbourne. So and it's a definite possibility. So that was a nice little victory sort of put them to the sword during the third quarter mm-hmm. uh, which which Max Bailey seems to be instilling into the boys the third quarters of the premiership quarters and <laughs>
0: now they have a week off. Yep. Ah, uh, the report describes uh, a rocket from coach Max Bailey at halftime, which it's hard to picture, isn't it? That I mean, hard yeah. to see Max getting too angry, but well, apparently, that's... already looks up to him. So <laughs> apparently, that did the trick.
1: I always like the term hairdryer for what Alex Ferguson used to deliver. <laughs> apparently, I like he'd that. get very, very close to their forehead yeah. as they obviously they would look down. Yes, you wouldn't yeah. eyeball of Alex course Ferguson.
0: Not. No. <laughs> Uh, so let's, I guess we've got a few tweets here that sort of take on an examination of, of the season more broadly for Hawthorne. Uh, oh, a bit of the old macrocosm, eh? Yeah, sure. To uh, tank or not to tank? Is that the... Uh, not quite that. I think you've inferred that from the questions here. I don't think that's what Trent Daniel or Nicholas Vines are going for. It's what but- I was going for at halftime. <laughs> Well, here's what we heard from Trent uh, at Hawk Talk Pod. Does this win paper over the cracks? The team is getting carried by five to six players each week. It seems now, this is actually a point that was raised on last week's podcast. We had the same set of blokes, kind of. Oh, yeah, was Shields through. involved in those? Well, this is it. This is this was a bit of a difference. Now we had Shields just immediately break into that top ranking set of players, which and Hendo us- fell away. That's so- right, <laughs> and Warpole was a bit down as well. So I mean. You know, it a point of difference. It added something a little bit extra to our team this week. Uh, I mean, hopefully we can continue that unpredictability where we can have players... We can afford for players to sort of drop off a bit and now, have other ones step up. I really want consistency from this mob. I want consistency, but not to the same point that we have... You know the five I listed last week on the podcast what was it um you know I don't just want, or I don't just and... want
1: consistency in performance I want consistency in personnel I think there's too many changes to the back line I think there's too many different tweaks in the forward forward line eventually that will gel but mm-hmm. it's not and it's making it very difficult for the midfield because as soon as they've decided to attack they have to start defending yeah it just comes back that quick and they weren't any good in that first quarter at
0: no manning up as soon as the ball came back. We heard from Daniel at Hawk Talk Pod. Do wins like this one mask the truth about our team? Are we just hanging in there or are we a top eight side? The worst place you can finish is just outside the eight, in my opinion. Don't get a crack at the best youth and don't play finals either. At the moment, we are not playing finals. And you'd say that's probably fair enough. Yeah. I think, you know, we're just hanging in there on several levels. I think strategically, as we've discussed, something's a bit off at the moment, and yet we've still managed three wins. So, in terms of personnel, you've got Shields coming back, which might be the start of reclaiming our best 22. I mean, bar Mitchell, obviously, who we don't expect to come back. But, you know, we're kind of in this precarious balance where our season could go either way and... To be sitting 3-3, we're quite fortunate, I think. At the start of the year, I thought we would have to play better in these opening six
1: to make finals. Mm. So I don't think we're making finals.
0: Is that the aim at this point? Are we striving to play finals footy? Because you have to be in it to win it. And we know in this era of AFL... We want to get a finals into those young fellas. It would be good. Yeah. It would be good, but... also, Do you go go out in straight sets again? Do Do you lose an elimination final? What would be... It's nice to get game time into them, but... You know, do you want to like take a bit of a tumble down the ladder and get set for twenty twenty and beyond? Like what well, is what is the goal here? We do have to sort of get one more final for Burgoyne, I think. Oh, okay. That's all about silk. <laughs> <laughs> we heard from Nicholas Vines as well. Usually after the six games, you can sort of tell the shape of the top eight. Where do you guys see us at the moment? Is eleventh a true reflection of where we're at? Absolutely. Although we've lost two games, one due to the umpires and the other one due to injuries. Could be argued. Yeah. So are we really a five and one side or not? Well, we're not. And we're not that bad either. I think the the two extremes sort of cancel each other out. And you look at where we are, 11th.
1: Well, this is the round where hardly any changes are made to the eight. Mm -hmm. From now on. Yep. It's basically set.
0: Yep. Historically speaking. Yeah. Yep.
1: On the data. Yes. So... There were a few changes last year, including us making it, so perhaps that can happen again. But I'm getting a little tired of Clarko telling us that everything's still in, no one really knows what they're doing.
0: Yeah, that, that line's getting old for me too, at the moment.
1: What, what's he trying to do there? What is that? What's the aim of that? I mean, it doesn't impress us. What does it say to the players? Is he buying time? I can't see the motive.
0: Yeah, it's a fair question,
1: yeah. Now, having said that, mm. the motive at his press conference that he gave at the airport was absolutely clear. <laughs> Go on. In how many holding the ball free kicks there were mm. per tackle, was it less than, less than 7%?
0: Yeah, something like that. He, he was armed with all sorts of statistics, and uh, Clarkson this year, more than any other year, and it's no coincidence because there's been many rule changes significant ones at the very least, uh, it's kind of Clarkson against the game. It's, Clarkson is taking on the AFL it's every chance he It's not against the game. It's Clarkson as custodian. Okay, yeah. No, I'll take that. Which that is, is fair. what the AFL don't seem to be. <laughs> they don't seem to care. Clarkson. You can tell Clarkson has a great deal of care for Australian rules football. Yeah. And uh, he realises
1: <laughs> that there are threats to it, and I don't hmm. think
0: the AFL do. No, it's all about commercialisation. I've mentioned it before. I don't need to bang on I'll about it i tell you men. what,
1: the VFL is is very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Very enjoyable. The
0: VFL... No music
1: <laughs> for a start. Yeah. There's commentary that you can get to know
0: and love. <laughs> is that so? Yeah. Are we still talking about 3WBC? Yes. <laughs> Listeners... It feels so intimate. Give it a go. <laughs> you have to give it a listen. I mean, it,
1: it comes from a rich vein of Rex Hunt and... Because there were a few Rex Huntisms. Did you hear those? I did. Yeah. yeah, like the air conveyance. You can almost say it was too casual. It's it's wonderfully casual. <laughs> the nephew was on the stats. Terrific. Oh my god! I, I had to describe I fell that. I for him because he'd obviously just been just hospital in. hand past the stats. Yep.
0: And uh, roped into something he just was not at all prepared for. Completely yeah. out of his head. Don't effort. worry, mate. You can sit in the box with us. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you're here, mate, do you wanna <laughs> let us a hand with these numbers? They're coming I in too fast. Tell you what, he put in a couple of jokes by the end he was he was getting he, in he with acclimatized it. well. Uh, I had to describe it to my dad because I said I I listened to uh, the box hill coverage by three WBC, and I described this guy this this fourteen year old as a typical fourteen year old, like a bit a bit sullen, you know the <laughs> kind of kid where you know he walks in the door and the parent you know the parents are like oh did you have a good day what did you get up to he's like oh nothing much. <laughs> yeah. It's that kind of
1: kid But when they threw to, When they threw to him They said uh, How many
0: Who's won the center
1: bounces And then only been two <laughs> I was like This is going to be A long day
0: for this kid <laughs> uh, Oh jeez But that kind of Still I, more enjoyable than BT
1: Yeah because it's It's not procured for you. It's not It's something organic about it. It doesn't have a bow on it, you know, and everyone's sort of trying to be impressive and tell you the latest ridiculous stat that has no meaning. I mean you just they they think something is happening in the game and you You, can you can you too can see it. (laughs) You too can see it because it's not like the television coverage where it only covers like a fifth of the ground. Yeah. You can have a look behind the play, see mm-hmm. what's going on, the structures that are working, the structures that aren't working.
0: You saying that the Channel 7 or Fox coverage has a bow on it is the closest we'll ever come to saying that it's a gift. It is not a gift, ladies and gentlemen. We'll just make <laughs> that clear right now. Well, uh, you know, it's all packaged up. It's all. Oh, it's all supposed to be very slick and. Uh, yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know. Like, it's like a snake oil. <laughs> yes. You, know, you just yeah. feel like there
1: must be something wrong with it. And there is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it. I know it. I'm so glad you fixed that for Mitchell Lewis. We should probably tie that up in a bow and send that to him. Oh yeah, he- that's
0: right. Yeah. So I don't. I'm not sure. I Actually, retweeted. It. I'll go back and find it. Where uh, listeners, I actually re-edited uh, Mitch Lewis's first AFL goal called by BT. Yeah, it was it was call- Lewis Mitchell. Yeah, called by BT incorrectly, which is just unacceptable. Uh, so I went back and edited it. So uh, yeah, there you go. I'll, I'll make sure we uh, and it get actually that. scans. It's not like. Well done by Mitchell Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this: don't expect too much, listeners, because there was only so much he could do with it. Like I, you know, the, the, his surname Lewis just abruptly cut, like cuts off. Yeah, because obviously it flows straight into Mitchell. <laughs> I think it's a lot better uh, than the first effort, though. It was, it was, which I'm glad. I'm glad I made the effort myself to to write that wrong.
1: And finally, we can head to the footy on a Saturday. Yes. At last. Of course, next week we're on the 320 rotation again because Channel 7 love us, but not our
0: song. <laughs> so true. They couldn't wait to cut away. <laughs> Thrilling finish. Here's the news. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, unfortunately, I
1: won't be able to make the G this Saturday because at halftime on Sunday I organised to go to Flemington
0: rather than to the Melbourne game. Really? That's, you made that call? I did. I mean, we were pretty bad. Yeah. I'll let you off the hook for that one. That's fair <laughs> enough. Uh, your sentiments are actually echoed by one of our listeners, Ryan, who said, how exciting it is that we finally have a Saturday day game at the G this weekend. It's 1.45pm uh, MCG uh, against Melbourne. Melbourne's hosting Hawthorne Saturday, May the 4th. And may the 4th be with us, Tiz. Yeah, that is actually the Flemington stuff. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> oh, is that really it? Yeah, they've done that. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to take a lightsaber.
1: Do you have one I could borrow, actually.
0: I'll give you a lightsaber, and uh, I'll be at the G enjoying a mid-strength saber. How about that? Wow! <laughs> they, they only do mid-strength at, at the G? Is that the thing in the MCC? I, we get oh, four. the MCC is just full strength. Yeah. Oh wow! Some days you need that, don't you? If they you're a rebel supporter. <laughs> don't get too intoxicated. You need to look after your cheese platters. <laughs> drunk people with knives, I don't think so. Count me out. (laughs) So do you reckon the Melbourne will show up? They've been given no reason to. I mean, there are supporters, there are a supporter base that is kind of, they're famously fickle, aren't they? They're not going to show up. Fickle? They can hardly be fickle. They kept turning up for years
1: and years. Mind you, only to watch the number one draft pick Mm. in their debut get knocked out. But... uh... You know, they still kept showing, at least until the snowfields open. Yeah, well, that's right. They haven't had that so far.
0: (laughs) Although it did snow in WA last week, so there you go. Oh, I don't think they have too many fond memories of going to (laughs) WA since last (laughs) year, do they? They'll be avoiding that. Uh. Um, I mean, this uh, according to one of our listeners, Rowan, who dubbed this the Merger Cup. Absolutely is. It still is. (laughs) Yep, it will always
1: be. I was there. (laughs) Thank God we won. Oh. It was a big
0: night. That'd be, that'd be one of the best games I've attended, even even now. Well, it's a classic. It's an all-time classic. Uh, let's look at what Melbourne have actually been doing. They were smashed by the Saints. They didn't really threaten Richmond, and for that reason, Tiz, I'm going to dub this a danger game for us. No. Yeah, I think it is, because they'll be looking at this clash as kind of a launch pad for their season. No, how wanna... far and how high? <laughs> okay, well, let's get a margin there, if you're so sure. <laughs> I'm not going. It'll be great. (laughs) (laughs) People can't find you. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, I I think Melwyn are basically gutted that their season has got to this. And uh, perhaps this is their last hope. You're right. But I think we're we're not going to be complacent. We would love to end their season after Mm -hmm. they ended ours. And this is all over
0: by the shouting. Well, if there's one lesson we can take out of this Carlton clash, is that we can't be complacent and we can't start badly. Are we going to have a? Are we going to have? But a do games they actually here? have any IP of ours? Oh, Melbourne. Yeah. Well, oh, that's a good point. They don't. Because Carlton have everything. Yeah. So no, I, I don't think Melbourne have anything of ours. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that some of the teams that have really given us grief this year have a smidge of our IP? Coincidence? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> we'll leave that with you listeners to ponder. <laughs> I mean, what, with the West Bulldogs, Saints, Carlton? Saints? Well, the Saints beat us. Yeah, but do they have any IP? Yeah, they've got uh, Ratton. Oh, yes, of course they Rattin do. now,
1: yep. thought you were going to say Savage.
0: <laughs> well, does that count? No. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, everyone's talking about rats keeping old what's-his-face in the job. Oh, Alan Richardson. Alan Richardson. Oh, what's his
0: face? That's how irrelevant they are. You can't remember the coach's <laughs> name.
1: <laughs> Have you seen their next couple of weeks? they they got a, got a tough Kilda. month ahead. Yeah, but it it does look like if they can main, maintain the form mm. that they should possibly play finals.
0: Well, what about us? We've got Melbourne, and you're suggesting that it'd be a pretty easy walkover win. You've got Giants. Oh, it'll take some effort, but eventually they'll roll over giants next week i think also at the g from memory and who have we got after that after that we're off to
1: the g again really okay for richmond at 320 again on a sunday oh,
0: three straight weeks in melbourne that doesn't seem like too bad a fixture
1: that gives us a bit of rhythm and then we're off to tassie taking port adelaide down there and then the tiz fixture Hawthorne against Brisbane in Brisbane. It's his
0: fixture. Which he will not be attending. <laughs> well, thank you. We thank you for your sacrifice, Tiz. <laughs> Very well done. Uh, well, look, I mean, you, you reckon we're going to beat Melbourne. I think we're going to beat Melbourne. But, God, I hope we learned a thing or two about taking Carlton too lightly. Because I think that's what it was. I don't think we can do that this week. And Melbourne will be looking to capitalise in exactly the way I said. They're going to look to rejuvenate off the back of this. Okay. You just don't you don't see it happening, do you? I saw Casey in the VFL as well. I
1: don't see Not much chop. Yeah.
0: We destroyed them, didn't we? Absolutely. Boxing.
1: Yeah. You know, if we lose this I'll be more disappointed than if we'd lost a Carlton who are on the way up. That's very true. That's a good way of looking at it. Uh do you want the rant? I think we need the rant. I hope it mentions mergers. I
0: think I've done that to death at this point. I can't mention mergers again. Can we not still be angry about that? Oh we can be angry about it. It doesn't mean it's gonna get featured in the rant. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be a little more imaginative. Ah, Melbourne, the team that's less hype, more absolute tripe. Oh, the irony of taking active stance on mean tweets. You've inspired more this season than anyone could have imagined. And from your own fair weather fans, no less. I mean, I can hardly blame them. The weather's fine. No snow to escape to. They're restless. They need an outlet. And you're the gift that keeps on giving, Melbourne. The competition wasn't quite ready to let go of you as an age-old punchline and we thank you for being as funny as ever in 2019. The fact that the experts had you pegged as a contender makes that little bit more hilarious too. As for this Saturday afternoon, Dees fans, you better believe our boys in brown and gold will have the last laugh and your season will be circling the drain. Going, going, gone. So who do you think is the most relieved Melbourne supporter that they
1: actually shit this year? Gotta be Titus O'Reilly, doesn't Absolutely.
0: it? Absolutely. I mean the material. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Think of the material. That was going down the drain. All that material, none yeah. of it
0: useful. They were getting successful. Drafts tweets by the hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I mean, that's his bread and butter. Like he he knows Melbourne better than possibly anyone in the state. Yeah. He knows all the lines, all the good jokes to make. And the and the
1: dying horse got another IV into it. <laughs> And now you can flog
0: it some more. Flog it a little bit, as we all will. We all enjoy doing it. So I'm just (laughs) thankful that Melbourne are that bad. (laughs) I'm so thankful. Look, uh, this is coming across as a bit cocky. So I'm now, I'm fearing I might need to just taper it back a bit. I don't want to eat my words. Yeah, we don't have
1: Cyril to run through Clayton Oliver this time, do we? (laughs) Do you remember how abusive the Melbourne supporters got when Cyril actually knocked him flying? Cyril wasn't a big lad. No, not at all. And he never really decided to take that upon himself very often. But it's apparently so- Clayton Oliver yeah. symbolised something he hated. It was a good hit. It, so was, it was a beautiful a
0: hit. hit. Might try and put that one up on the Twitter as well. I <laughs> talk pod if I can find that. I'm sure I've included it in a highlights package. You know our Cyril thing that we did? Yeah. The 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 yeah. thank you Cyril thing? Yeah, I'm sure I've had it in there. So I'll be able to find it again. Uh, okay, well, miscellaneous questions time, just to wrap up. Oh, these are the hail marys. I love these. Just a couple this week. TJ forty one at Hawk Talk Pod asks Tom Mitchell, one hundred percent not playing this year. Um, we're probably not the ones to ask. We we really have no idea. I mean, the last we heard on Tom Mitchell, he's tracking well, but can we just say that it'd be a bonus if he did? But we're not counting on it, and probably just leave it at that. What do you reckon? Yeah, I don't think he's playing. And we heard from Richie as well at Hawk Talk Pod. I know it's early, but how do we go about getting Noah Anderson into our club? He's apparently a gun. He would have been father's son if his old man had he played two more games. Um. Well, what do you want to give Melbourne for pick one? Do you reckon they would give up pick one? Oh, have
1: they used it well in the past? Well, they would be the one club that probably would look at pick one and go, "Oh, no, not again."
0: Well, no. Well, they're not really gonna all this pressure, and we have to pick the best bloke. They're not going to suffer through the humiliation of having to rebuild again. So, they won't concede that they're rebuilding. So, no. they may well give up pick one. Perhaps restumping. Restumping.
1: Apparently, that works at Frio. Oh, no, wait. Did they get a pick one from Melbourne to wow. start that restumping? <laughs> yeah. She's, they don't look very good without Hogan, do they? A All the sudden, Yeah. Yeah. Friot, Who meanwhile. would have thought? Who would have
0: thought, hey? <laughs> what, their number one target Yeah, <laughs> leaves the club and then there's something, yeah. Number one target that
1: they did not play as a target, but they put him in the midfield and watched his body deteriorate. But anyway, mm. yeah.
0: And his psyche, apparently. So. Well, I don't think that was part under their control, but they certainly didn't well, help. Well, no, I was going to say, they're probably not helping the guy. Uh, and now Freo second on the ladder. Bit weird, isn't it? Geelong, Freo, uh, Collingwood and Giants, I think, make up the top four. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I I actually picked Frio. So I picked them for the top four for this year. Did you? Yeah. I don't Mm -hmm. mind the structure.
0: All right. Fair enough. Well, that's going to do us for the uh, Hawk Talk podcast this week. Uh, Get on iTunes, rate and review us, 139 ratings. Uh, Tick us over to 140, 141. 145. If you can all just band together and manage it, <laughs> basically what I'm saying is bring the segment back so I can annoy tears. Uh, Twitter at Hawk Talk Pod. Uh, well, we won't be live tweeting this game uh, as it's uh, in Melbourne, so I'll actually be there. I uh, might fire off the occasional tweet, but it won't be like the one against Carlton interstate games. We tend to live tweet, but uh, if it's in Melbourne, you'll see us there. Jump on Twitter anyway at Hawk Talk Pod, so you can vent your frustrations about the James cousin suspension. <laughs> uh, which at this time, we don't know if he's going to challenge it I as we're I would love him to
1: challenge, because he's a young
0: man. Mm-hmm. We don't want this on his record. Seemed very remorseful at the time, Tiz. He, went, he did. Yeah. He obviously did not mean it. Nope. Uh, he, he, was, uh, and he was a bit shell-shocked himself, actually. And
1: SBS went on to play really, really well. So I thought some mm. whatever impact it had on him had to come into the uh, siding.
0: So... It's just bizarre. I, I know we're wrapping up, so I don't want to linger on it too long. But these hits off the ball and behind the play that they're Ten not sanctioned later. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that they're not sanctions as bad. No, they are sanctioned. Oh, by fines. Yes. Oh no, great. Yeah. No, that, that'll no, stop they, it. They, That's they, a good they, deterrent. <laughs> I mean that that James Cousins can get a week, and these other things can just go. Not unpunished, but with a with a financial sanction, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm like, well, what, are, no, it, what are they it thinking? It Doesn't make sense because Cunnington gets off, and of course, the
1: force that Hawkins used at uh, Sicily's back is far higher than
0: what Cousins used against. His and and head. clearly deliberate and off the play, and ah, oh, just it boggles the mind. I don't know what they're thinking, but uh, look, we don't know what he's decided to do, so. Uh, Jump on and vent your spleen, whether he's decided to challenge it or not. Uh, At Hawk Talk Pod is where you want to head for that. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash HawkTalkPod. I'm sure you want my multi this week, Tiz. I know you're not going to let it go. Well, yes, I do need a bit of cash for Saturday. (laughs) That's right. You want to place down a few bets, I'm happy to help. So it's uh, Collingwood, Port Adelaide, Friday Uh, night? At the MCG. I'll go Collingwood. Really? Well, Port were impressive. I did watch most of that game against North, but uh, they did let North back in.
1: Yeah, okay. No, they did. I was quite shocked, actually, that you got one right. Yeah,
0: it was a Friday as well. Yeah. And, yeah, look uh, out. Higgins laid out. I thought, oh, he's going to get it. <laughs> Collingwood for that Friday night okay. coming up. Melbourne Hawthorne? Hawthorne. By. Uh, Ten points. No way. No, I'm, I'm doing the Ash Brown thing again. Oh, Scrimshaw kick five. Not <laughs> careful. Hey, Scrimshaw almost had one on the weekend. I know. It was so close. It was, I thought it was through. Yeah, same. Is that the
1: first quarter? Uh, Might have been, Because yeah. it looked
0: really unlucky. Yeah, no, it was very close. The commentators thought it was through Shades as well. Shades of Birchall.
1: <laughs> he did used to do that with a stunning regularity. Yeah. And Gera, remember that? Yeah. Gera? Gera? I just call him Goo. Goo. Okay. Yep. Giants, Saints. Uh, Giants. Manuka Oval. Yeah, Giants. Brisbane, Sydney. After Longmire apparently baked paint off the walls <laughs> at
0: the end of that game. Uh no, I'm comfortable going with Brisbane with what Sydney are putting up at the moment.
1: Gee, I felt sorry for Toby Green too. He got booed. Oh no. That was awful. Is he gonna be okay? I think he'll be okay, judging by that goalie kick from the boundary line. What a screamer. <sighs> Gee, there's some
0: talent on that GWS list, isn't Sorry, there? I just I mean, I feel for Toby Green, but it's society that I'm worried about. <laughs> Dogs, the, the tigers. <laughs> um, oh, uh, tigers. Marvel. Yep, tigers still. Eagles, Suns. Eagles. Carlton North. Oh, ooh, that's a tough one, actually. Oh, no. You going to turn up for that one? <laughs> <laughs> Is it Marvel? I would like... Nothing more to, than to revel in North's loss, but I won't be there. Uh, I'm going I liked what I saw with Carlton. I'll go Carlton. Cats versus the Bombers at
1: the G. Cats. Really? Yeah. Just like that. Yeah, just like that. But this is the Bombers' best team since 2014, according to one Kevin Sheedy. Are we still listening to him? And this is the country game or something.
0: <laughs> the AFL marketing department. Yeah. The country game or something. They
1: had two uh, cats players holding sheep. Lambs. Yeah. Right? And then in the middle they had uh one of the player. Zach Merritt, wasn't it, holding no. a cat.
0: They're holding a cat. <laughs> the like, famous famous farmyard animal. <laughs> the house cat.
1: On that farm he had a cat. <laughs> Surely you give the cat to a cat.
0: Well well that there's a point I didn't make myself when I saw it. Yeah. Well done. Adelaide Dockers. Uh still one more game. I thought we were done. Um. Uh, oh, Dockers. Ooh. It's, a, it's a, in Adelaide, isn't it? Gee, they're finishing top four. If you've got anything to do with it. Don't they? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I oh, know. I'm sticking. I'm sticking with that. The Dockers in Adelaide. Do they ever play well there? I actually have no idea if they do or not. That's a complete... How would any Victorian know, to be honest? That's a complete Hail Mary for me. I have no idea if the Dockers ever play well in Adelaide, but I'll tip them anyway. How do you rate my chances this week? As well as I rate them. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> That's not encouraging. I think on that note, we leave it. So, uh, what is it? One forty-five this Saturday. Not quite traditional, but closest we're going to get all season, <laughs> I think. One forty-five at the MCG. Melbourne hosts Hawthorne and uh, we'll catch you there except for Tiz who's going to be doing something else we are a happy team in (laughs) all